strong friends. Check on your strong friends. Check on your strong friends. <laughs> Don't believe us. I promise we're pretending. Have you ever, have you ever tried to tell someone you're not okay and they're like, you're good and you're like, but I'm not. And they're like, you got this. And you're like, but I don't. And they're like, keep going. And you're like, okay. Thank you. You're right. I could do this with my eyes closed. Fam, what's up you guys? Your girl Shiro back with a new episode and this time we are tackling mental health but today I have a special guest with us also named Shiro coincidentally um, with Clear Mind Better Lives but like you guys know I don't like to do intros so I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hello Shiro. What? <laughs> yeah I'm here. Wow um, I love that little intro that you have letting us introduce ourselves but yeah guys my name is Shira Karanja I am the founder of Clear Minds Better Lives which is a mental health awareness organization that is focusing on bringing awareness towards the Kenyan American community and hopefully globally at some point yes we are here for that and you know Kenyan Plug is all about global connections so hopefully this touches everyone so, how has quarantine been for you? You know, I feel like every single time I'm asked this question, I'm like, I don't think there's like a there's like a answer that I have to give because the emotions are changing every single day. And like, as I'm preparing to move to the United Kingdom soon um, for school and just for future projects, it it becomes like I'm already tensed enough, but quarantine has been great like spending time with my family um you know just doing different things I, I think I've gotten into my creative side more um especially like since clear minds better lives does podcasts I'm learning how to do like different like creative things to um just create cover images and things like that and just becoming more social media guruish. um it's kept me busy I think with clear minds better lives being so active during the month of may which is mental health awareness month i feel like i'm working every single day so i i and i have a routine that makes me just feel like oh by the time I, it's like 7 7 30 and i'm watching telly i just want to shower and sleep so it's quarantine has not been bad for me but i and before that i had like taken a break from my old job which eventually i didn't go back to so I was already used to being in the house for like two weeks before we all had to like mandatorily be inside. Mm. So it's not been as crazy for me as it has been for other people. Um, and it's it's just it's just what it is on my end. I, if that's okay for me to say, yeah. Mentally, how are you? Yeah. Wow. I think mentally, I'm just I'm going through the motions. Um, I'm okay some days and then some days I'm not um, but mostly I'm okay um, I think as someone who's gone through depression before and isolation and anxiety especially in a time like this I think I've leaned more towards 
the higher power that I believe in, which is God, for like calmness and peace. So like I'll listen to worship music. I, you know, I'll probably do a devotion with my sisters and um, just like calm myself. But mentally, I think I'm fine because I have some sort of peace that I don't understand where it's coming from. And granted, that's what I'm saying. It comes from God. But and I understand that that's not for everybody. But what's working for me mentally is definitely that. Well, I mean, you can't knock the method, but as long as <laughs> right. you're not like, you know, going back into a depressive state, which a lot of people have actually been going back into because of um, not being able to cope with solitude and being alone. So yeah, the no, I definitely agree with you. The lockdown has been quite, quite an interesting one. Um, as for me, I would say that. Um, Mentally, I am. I feel like I'm stronger than before because of just the rigorous training that I've kind of been putting myself through in the last maybe 30 days. I went from like a prosperity conscious 21 day challenge that I was doing with um, the Kenyan Plug fam, and uh, now you know, like working out on a daily, just doing a lot of things to kind of like change my health and my everyday life and I think these are the things that quarantine and lockdown were kind of meant to do is to help us sharpen ourselves right and before you we actually like go on like do you feel like that routine of working out because I wake up every morning and I jog at least five miles do you feel like there's a change in your body and just like your routine because well quarantine began I used to wake up like at like 10 11 then all of a sudden like two weeks ago I was like nope I gotta start waking up early just to like normalize my body and like routine and because I would rather work out in the morning as opposed to the evening but with the summer sun that depends do you feel like there's a change you've experienced with that just working out daily is there a change you feel mentally and physically it is it's everything it's everything um i think for me it took me so long to even get to this point like i've been saying this for so many years about how i'm going to get to this point and like finally even this i don't think it would have happened without the lockdown because me and my cousin we he who is in the uk we um we facetime each other every day at noon and we like we do our workouts so even that I don't think would have happened without this. But yeah, I definitely feel different mentally, physically. Uh, I feel like I can, like, yeah, you can just tell your body's different, like how you react to things. It's, it's crazy how a simple workout can transform your whole view of everything. Mm, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. And I think quarantine is forcing you to like rearrange your routine. <laughs> Because quarantine is like, if this is our new normal, you know, then your body's like, I need a new normal too. Um, and you're definitely right. Like, I sometimes would work out in the past and then just quit. But now with quarantine, my body is actually forcing me to work out. Like, your body's like, whoa, what's happening? Why are you not running at this hour? You know? Um, and it's also like made me wake up very early. Like, by 7.30, I am awake every single day, even on weekends. Without even trying. Without even trying. But and and I'll and I'll be stuck in bed. Like I'll like don't get me wrong, I'll get awake and and when I'm not running, like maybe on Sunday, 
I'll be in bed until like 8, 8.15 and my body's like, get get out of this thing. <laughs> like go downstairs, make your green smoothie, have your oatmeal, and then maybe I can go back to like just sit in bed like on the laptop or something. So yeah, I definitely, it, it's a good thing. It's a good and not so good thing. And it's, it's the positive, I think taking the positive out of this situation is all we can do. That's absolutely correct. But if you are not a person who has already gotten to a point where you are comfortable with yourself, you can't even get to the other side of mm. making a routine and doing all of that because you're still so uncomfortable with this situation. It's just like you can't get to the to the actual part where you're supposed to be growing and learning. So, yeah. I- I completely understand. I can, I can understand what you mean. It's not for everybody yet. So. It, but it's, a, it's forcing everybody to get to this mm. point, and that's what I like. I like that, but it's at the cost of some people's mental health. It's at the cost of some people's just friendships and, and everything. Like, it's just so much change happening at one time. I think it's messing up a lot of people's brains at the same time. Yeah, that that completely makes sense. But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Otherwise, otherwise, I mean, unless you have anything to add to to that. No, I think I can talk about that later whenever we introduce like the full force mental health conversation. Yes, which we are perfectly segueing into, which, um, yeah, so mental health in this conversation. I have a couple of guys who are... Let's start off here. Both obviously we are both Kenyan, but um, I believe I don't know how long you've been in, in the states, but I've been here for the last eighteen years. Um, I'll let you go ahead. Oh well, we the first time I came to America, I was four years old, I believe. Um, and then my parents would we would come and go because my dad was doing his masters and then he did his doctorate. So we were in and out between the nineties and early two thousand. But we actually settled here in 2005, December, um, in St. Louis, Missouri. And so since then, I've been, you know, St. Louis has been home for my family, my immediate family and I. But I have lived in Kenya for a year after college. And I also I also lived in North Carolina at some point for, for, um, for a year and a half. And I think you and I talked about that as well. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So we can definitely um, talk about mental health from the U.S. perspective, but I know that in Kenya, for some of the guys that I speak to, they're still like wrapping their head around this whole mental health idea. Yeah, and it's not like a popular topic, a popular subject. But as time goes, people are, are warming up to it. So, what is your like? So, talk to me about your clear mind, better lives agenda. Well, first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna define what mental health is, right? Because you said some people are still unknowledgeable to this fact. Um, so, mental health is the aspect of your emotional well-being, and I'll break it down in the aspect of like your physical health entails things that you see correctly, like even your inner physical health as well, because your your stomach and your like your heart are not things you can see, but they involve the physical part of your body, correct? But there's something called the brain. <laughs> and for a long time, we've never taken care of that part, which is which is like is a, is what handles the, the emotions of a human being. Um, and mental health 
is all about our emotions, um, how we deal with our emotions, how we take care of our emotions, how we recognize our emotions, how we we acknowledge other people's emotions. So, and I and I know this is a bit foreign still, like to people, like no, my emotions, my emotions can be part of this. But the thing is, let's go back a bit to how we grew up in Kenya, right? We grew up with the aspect of like, oh, you cannot have negative emotions. You can only suck it up and move on. And there was no even like learn from this. You know, it was like be steady, be hard and then like move on from it. That's life. And you get going with it. But then the world we're living in right now is forcing us all to realize like, wait a minute, because I'm sure even in Kenya, people are feeling different types of emotions and in that that that's your that's your mental health whenever you have emotions that cannot be understood by anyone else or even happy emotions they compose of your mental health you know when you're and like you're saying like I'll correlate with something that you said earlier you said that it's amazing how one workout changes the shift in your body and everything that's that's part of mental health um these are statistic once that said um the better foods that you eat with like high fiber and things like that, it's healthier for your mind and your brain. You know, do you remember back in Kenya how they used to be like, ukikula samaki, when you smart? <laughs> you remember? <laughs> yes. And I could you know, that stuff is true. It's it's true. It's like what whatever you consume into your body is so important because it correlates with your mental and physical aspect of yourself. And I think it's because we were not taught about that part. We're quick, we're quick to be like oh wait a minute no like you know like that doesn't exist that cannot be the truth like these emotions I was told not to feel these emotions and you find especially the boy child as they call them at home mama, the, ma- the male species here men have been like dehumanized for so long and what I mean by that is that men have been denied the right to be a human being what does it mean to be a human being to be a human being is to have emotion to be a human being is to be is to be all but nothing and what I mean by that is that a human being is never going to be happy 24 7 a human being has to fight to survive a human being has to get into relationships to get out of relationships to learn Mm -hmm. and to and to make mistakes a human being and do you think you're not feeling emotions as, as you do all these things when you're chasing money you're feeling emotions when you're in school trying to study for that test and you can't understand why your brain won't connect, your emotions are connected to that. And I think what we've done to the male species is tell them that, oh, no, like, you guys can't cry. <laughs> or you guys can't, I don't- you know, like, you guys, nah, no, like, you are the head of the family, so you don't have the right to feel. But there's so many guys that I talk to and they feel very much pressured because they're like, yes. there's so much pressure of, like, God, like, I'm the one who has to carry a family. Men men go through a lot. And for anyone listening to this, I'm not at all diminishing or belittling what women go through because I will get into that later. I'm a woman. I have been through mental health myself. But I, I just want to highlight that because I feel like sometimes as a woman, I want to always let guys know that, hey, like, it's okay. Like, I know it's so cliche when we say it's okay not to be okay, but that's a part of mental health feeling you have and also like being aware of your feelings 
is so important and emotional intelligence requires that right it says you need to acknowledge your feelings in order to be always acknowledgeable of other people's feelings and it's a hard thing to do it's a really hard thing to do and when, when you don't even understand it you know so i i completely empathize with um with anyone who's been through mental health and they can't speak about it especially back in Kenya but also here as well i i still sympathize with so many people um who are still taking their lives daily you know you as well you know the statistics of people who are taking their life in this country from our community is completely going up every single time it's it's ridiculous but that's what i'm saying but that's why they were saying the suicide rate in like in Kenya was so high because of those expectations let me just touch on that yeah. the expectations are so high mm. it doesn't even make sense but that's the same thing in America with the black man with the black woman the expectations are super high you know obviously you have to compete on a daily mm. to be on top you know? so like that pressure in itself is ridiculous and then when you go back home to Africa or to Kenya you you have the competition of not only having to compete with the rest of everyone but you have to make a family mm-hmm. you have to also be prosperous in your family you have to be a respectable person everywhere you go like you don't have time to slip up you don't have time to cry you don't have time for those kind of things so exactly i can only imagine i, I can only imagine exactly like and i think I I don't know who came up with this ridiculous idea that men are not allowed to slip up or make mistakes like who said it like and you know what's funny if if I'm allowed cuz you know Kenya is composed of most Christians yeah or most Kenyans are Christians but I think to quote to quote the bible a little bit when you when you look at the bible and you look at people who um God favored those people did a lot of bad things and when I mean bad things I'm not saying like Mur- murdering or like but you look at someone like David who constantly did bad things and God was like I forgive you countless times you know and my 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 thing with my problem with you know when we put religion with mental health we don't want to see the aspect of mental health in the bible like take a look example a job right job in the bible i always use him as an example because anyone can relate to that guy even if you're not a christian because it's like this guy went through so much like losing your children your family like and he's complaining like he's literally telling god like yo why am i suffering like i don't deserve to feel this way and and i'm not saying and i'm not saying trying to reel in someone to read the bible what i'm giving is an example of like even in the bible people were humans they were not special no one was special they were just humans you know and they felt they went through a lot and a lot of people who are spoken over the bible are more men than women mm-hmm. right so i think i i think it's as a society we need to equalize and women i think I can't speak to women in Kenya. I don't want to speak to an experience that I don't know of. I never want to do that. But for me on my scale, I think as a firstborn, as a child who grew up very much not understood, I was that kid who grew up with zileza um or lazima tukunya majimoto. I don't want to I don't want hot water. I want cold water. And if it was hot water, I'd pour it. I'm setting a picture up to you of like that was me being rebellious. 
Do you want to know the funny thing is, we moved here in 90. We came to Kentucky in 97 and I was in kindergarten or elementary. I don't remember. I was five. So maybe, I don't know, elementary, kindergarten, I don't remember. And <laughs> I went to school and the cafeteria had cold milk. They used to give us this kind of flavored cold milk and I can't remember what it was. Men, I got home, Shiro, and I told my mom, mom, from henceforth, I want conflicts with a bix but with cold water, cold milk and in that moment my mom was like oh my god she loves milk now and i was like no dude i've been telling you for ages i do not like hot milk but you thought i was being rebellious because i used to pour the milk though i used to hate it that much i used to pour it but wow. my point is is that i always did things like you know like as a pastor's kid which i am now which i'm telling you guys i am like I never did the clubbing people CPKs do. Like, I've never been into, like, outrageous drinking. Um, I've never been into drugs. I've never been into, like, a lot of things that people do. And I'm not judging them for them. I'm just saying I haven't done it. I haven't done them. And for me, I was always like, wait, why can't I club? So I'd go clubbing to see what it is that I'm missing. And I wasn't missing out on a lot, really. But the music was great because I love music. But the drinking aspect yes. of it never really got to me. It was never an interest to me because I'm already an energy bunny with music around me. So I can be the one drinking water and all my friends are drinking, you know? And that's how I was, like, between the ages of, like, 18 and 20, like, even when I'd go out, I'd not touch alcohol. Like, I started drinking when I was, like, 19. And I wouldn't even drink at it to get drunk. I would drink to have a good time because it tasted good. You know what I mean? So... Being trying to figure who I was out, who I was, that led to me being a rebellious kid, which led to a really like strenuous relationship with my folks, which led to me wanting to commit suicide so many times during college, which led to me being in a toxic relationship, um, an intimate relationship. Um, it led me to do things that I never should have done. I, I, I lied to people, people that I call friends. I. I manipulated people. I lied to myself. I I got into situations that I never knew. Like, you know how you, you get treated like shit because you think that's what you deserve? Mm-hmm. I never deserved that. You know what I mean? When you do not know yourself, you will never know your worth and you will never know what you deserve. And it's, it's just a crazy journey to go through because now I look back, even now I'm still growing. Don't get me wrong, I am still growing. But I've, 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 I've chosen what kind of friends I want. I've chosen what situations I want to get into. I'm constantly like, I like, should I move like this? Even now, like leading CMBL, which I will shortly say what we're all about. I'm still learning. I'm like, okay, I'm a great leader, but damn, there are things I need to fix as a leader. Um, even, and it wasn't too long ago that I came back from the UK and I was completely depressed and I was like, you know, cause I, the UK has always been kind of like a home thing for me. So coming back from the UK, I was like, I just left my home and I came back to the States. I've never been a States girl. I'm not going to lie to you, sure. I've never been attracted to this country. It's just not, it's never been my cup of tea. And don't get me wrong. It's not that I'm ungrateful. You know, my parents have worked really hard to come here, but it's like, it's not for me and you know like i do want to let people understand that your parents will always do their best the way they know how 
it may not be what's best for you but highly on their end they believe they're doing the best that they can and that's what led me to kind of be like I, I have to let go of wanting the parents I, I needed because God gave me the parents that he thought I needed and and they've been right for me like I wouldn't be talking to you if it wasn't for my parents you know there's a lot of good that's come out of being the daughter I am you know but I I I think my aunt once said to me the things that you didn't get with your parents that you feel lacked give them to your children you know um and that's why mental health is so important to me because child mental health is also big but before I digress, I will talk about um, Clear Minds Better Lives because you asked me to. So Clear Minds Better Lives came out. The idea was, by the way, formed to cure Kwantatia Bana Boy <laughs> last week. Um, the thing is, I had always wanted to start an organization. I just didn't know what it was going to be for. Before then, I was going to call my foundation 114 Foundation because January 14th is when I was born. And I knew it was, it was going to be an organization of giving back. And then I was kind of like, nah, let's like, let's like pause on this. And then a lot of things just happened between now and then when I was in North Carolina and then I moved back home. Just a lot of struggles. And when I came back home, it was really like, it was this year and last year, honestly, I've just been taking a break mentally. I was working last year, but for a nonprofit, but I was still really like, like, I would not work overtime at work. You know, I'd be like, oh, my job is 8 to 5. That is where I'm at. The first quarter, I would work, like, 12 hours. And then I was like, man, I'm the only black person in this building. I'm giving way too much effort. <laughs> and I'm not even getting paid what I'm, what I'm, what I'm worth. So um, I'm going to take care of myself, which is what I did. So we had a Bonneville concert with my friends in Chicago. And we get a phone call that um, some girl had OD'd on heroin. Then we get some information like a week later, like, hey, there's a guy who tried hanging himself in Seattle. Like, what? So I sit down with my friends and I'm like, guys, I want to create something that will change our community and how mental health is viewed. Let's do this. So we're at my friend's house and we're sitting on we're seated on the couch with our laptops. It's been four hours into this meeting. We don't have a name. And the name was for our event. <laughs> it wasn't even for an organization. But then we're like, nah, we need to make this an organization. That way, like they know we're an organization who's hosting an event next year. Because we're just gonna do a summer event. But they all these things that you see that are happening on our Clear Minds Better Lives page. Nothing. No, none of that stuff was planned in the first meeting. Nice. So my friend is is he's he's going through all these domains. He's like, okay, this is not available. We're like mind over matter. We're like, well, whatever. And he said he goes clear minds, better lives. And he looks at the one with an S. It's taken. <laughs> it's some dentistry dent dental place in like suburban Chicago. And we're like, what about a Z? Let's do it with a Z. So we do it with a Z and Clear Minds Better Lives is formed. 
and we start planning out an event. I do a whole campaign plan, like I write on the campaign plan. I register the nonprofit. Before you know it, all these ideas are flowing, and we're like, guys, this is big. Like this whole project is big, and here we are. And and then Wajinganyini comes out, and Kaka Kaka has always been an associate of mine. He's always been like a big brother, though we had lost touch. But as soon as I saw Wajinganyini, I called him, and I was like, man, Ken, this is amazing. And so an idea flew in my mind and I was like, I want to do a campaign where we raise awareness for Wajinganini and just call out the systematic problems. And though I went through a hard time, which really didn't finish the campaign the way we wanted and then COVID-19 came through, it was just a mess. I was glad that we got to do it because we got to work with Black Empire, which good friends of mine who run that brand and um, Azola Snap254 who are doing a great job just by bringing Kenyans together globally. So we went ahead and did that and um, and I know that's when you reached out to me you're like oh my god you guys are doing great blah 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 and I reached out to you and I was like oh these are these are Kenyan plug okay I want to listen to this and I remember you sent me the episode and I sent it to Kaka and Kaka listened to it and he was just like okay influence much and I think that's all he said because a lot was going on but that is how Clear Minds Better Lives came to be. And my organization was always meant to help people, but I did not know that my pain was going to be the purpose of what's helped people. I always thought I would be out somewhere like feeding children back, which is something I still want to do. But I didn't know that it would be through mental health, you know. And now I look at Clear Minds Better Lives. Oh my God, sure, like the things that I want to do. You know, I want to be able to start like a helpline in east africa because we have people all the way from tanzania reaching out to us and we're like bruh we can't how do we help um you know we're gonna be doing a clear minds better life scholarship soon um we haven't announced that yet but it's it's in the works and because with the money that we raise for our event in the summer we're gonna give that money back and it's gonna be through scholarships and people can just follow because we've been having great content just being able to introduce this conversation and we're having a virtual event this summer as well. Um, so be on the lookout for that. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't want to reveal too much, but all I can say is I'm excited. I'm excited for the journey that this has begun and just to see where it's going to take me is what I'm really looking forward to. It's definitely um, different having a conversation versus like seeing what you guys are doing on Instagram because like we see the movement, we see the campaign, but to hear the backstory behind it is just makes the movement so much more appealing and so much more like you know uh, relatable. So with all of that, I think like the scholarships and all of the initiatives that you guys are implementing are killer. Like these are amazing things, and people actually. We, we don't even know how bad we need it, but I think what you've explained as how, you know, explaining what mental health is, the way you explained it was amazing. Um, I think what, we had this idea that education is key, education is key, education is key. Mm. It is. Um, I think we need to change that to like, understanding is key, you know, understanding is key. Yeah. No, definitely. I, I completely agree with you. I think as much as we rely on education, which is subjectional things, um, we need to begin educating ourselves as human beings. Like, we need to learn who we are. And I think throughout time, 
time and again we have been denied that um be it by society be it by the government be it by our culture be it by our parents be it our our friends um i think we have to take a step back individually and look at ourselves and i and i did want to mention this that it, for me growing is a huge part of 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 fencing into your mental health into a, like a mental wellness of positivity um because when you understand yourself there's so many layers that become shed and you begin to unlearn a lot of things i once heard someone say that what you do as an adult is that you learn to unlearn there's nothing else you're doing you're just learning to unlearn the many things that are happen that that you were taught that were not proper you know what i mean so i think if we take a step back and start fighting with the reality of like oh mental health is a negative aspect oh mental health or whatever it's tapped in the community all the things why can't we take a step back and be like okay but does this apply to me though and i think that what we do we don't do and what we were never taught to do is actually ask why i have always been a person who asked why i was yes, always like definitely. no <laughs> i'm like no yes, like i'm asking why, why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and and just because I'm saying that you have to ask a why, it doesn't mean that I don't go through mental health. I just, you know, kind of like explain my journey. No. It just means that you're looking outside the box and I think it's important to look outside the box. Get out of like the box that society has set for you and set your own box, which is highly important. So, yeah. It's it's beyond it's beyond necessary. I think, um, like I've even mentioned on the show, people will see me and they're like, "Oh, you're so you know, like my energy is very positive." And but this this all took time to kind of master, like how to not be pessimistic and learn how to look at things with the optimistic view and just taking things by you know like. You just have to take things slow, and I think all of these pacing yourself, being patient with yourself, and like you said, understanding self really does unlock so many layers of yourself. Like it just really mm-hmm. like helps you get a different meaning of an understanding of life. And then when you introduce faith and higher being and higher power, mm-hmm. it's like you really, you really can't lose. You really cannot. So, um, Amen to that. <laughs> it really is like one of those things that you can't have one without the other. Because by the time mm. you understand yourself, you're gonna realize that somebody's bigger than yourself. So you're going to like, yeah. it all takes a, a journey. But one thing that people like, why I brought up the education is because education, while it's a necessary, you know, part of the equation, you definitely have to understand your emotions and. As we get into this new world, we are starting to see that emotional intelligence is how leaders remain leaders, and how companies prosper is with proper emotional intelligence. But if you're lacking in that, and your reaction times, and your reaction and your response mm-hmm. to things are just unclear and cluttered, it usually ends up in bad decision making. So. I, it's funny that you mentioned that because I made, I made a decision when I was living in North Carolina. I was like, I don't have the time to get upset anymore. And when I mean like, you know, the upsetting of like, Mpaka, you're, 
your whole vibe is ruined you know like unless you really really make me mad because there's situations where someone will really really make you mad but i'm talking about situations where it's like i don't have to be mad at this you know and 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 don't get me wrong i do get disappointed i think you filter out mad with disappointed with disappointed because it becomes easier to deal with and so, so i definitely agree with you on that and i and i do agree with when you when you know yourself you also realize that there are things that you didn't know about yourself like a fun fact for me is that i am not an extrovert <laughs> i am a huge extrovert yeah i bet you were like what i i do not like people i and i don't mean like you or like anyone in my circle i do not like i don't like talking like i'm a huge huge phone call anti-phone call person i believe in if you call me you're calling me for a reason like don't you know those phone calls of atleti hey like hey how's your day i do those like in bi-weekly basis Mm-hmm. but i'm more of a texter and i'm more of, yeah. I, it, it's because i'm very like business minded in my head so i'm just like ah, if you're calling me it's something that you need me to do or you need you know but if you call to catch up with me you'll call me after like two three weeks just because that's how i run you know i'm not attached to phone calls you know but i am like yeah. even texting i don't have anyone that i text on a daily basis other than like the clear minds but a lives crew or if i'm working on something like or if i'm i'm in a group where i'm needed to communicate effectively i will but also like you you get to learn that you were not taught how to communicate emotional intelligence is all about how you communicate how you how you take your emotions and i agree with you it's like that part of like why do we always have to react to the emotions we feel mm. you don't <laughs> you don't and that's what- by the way like people need to understand you're not obligated to react to those emotions feel them like 100% feel them feel the anger feel the hate feel the insecurity feel it but do not act on it and i think that's the biggest mis- mistake we make is reacting towards our emotions and that's the worst that- thing you can ever do and 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 trust i'm not saying i'm perfect at it sis i'm not <laughs> like i'm not yeah. i'm la- it's like something you have to work at But it's, it's, I saw something Drake was saying and and everybody knows I am a biggest Drake fan. But Drake was saying that you should take about 72 hours to respond to something. Like Tax? if if yeah, like if you're going through something that's just ridiculous. If somebody comes at you, somebody comes for you, whatever happens, you know? take 72 hours to figure yourself sort yourself because like he said the first day you're going to be pissed you're going to be through the through the like you're going to be pissed the second day you're still going to be pissed but you're still going to be trying to find a solution by the third day your mind is clearing up you're deciding which one what best route you should take so if it's possible I feel like it's something that everybody should do at least allow themselves 72 hours to sort through your emotions. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, that's well said. I have nothing to add on to that because I think that's perfect. <laughs> But in business, can we talk about business real quick because you said in business, you're a business minded individual, obviously you're a business woman. Um, how do you feel like what if somebody does something business related and you have to be your own PR? You have to be your own everything. So, how do you like handle that? In your opinion, um, 
help me understand with this. Okay, so what I understand from your question is, is I'm I'm the one doing everything in the business, right? Is that your question? So is it like when somebody offends me or like what exact? Sorry, I got I got confused a little bit. Yeah. So like if okay, so say you okay employees or you said your Clear Minds Better Lives team. Mm-hmm. Yes, the team. You guys have a whole campaign rollout. You guys are ready to do like this. You know, you basically okay. So let's use a scholarship as an example. Mm-hmm. So you guys are, you know, rallying up. You got the scholarship already. You have your finalists of who's going to get the scholarship. And then right there at the end of picking who gets the scholarship, the, one of the team members decides, oh, I know a family friend, so I'm going to go ahead and sabotage everything else and give, them to, give it to the family friend. So basically, like, what you're talking about is, like, team working with a team or people who are under you around you or whatever is that it's like the when the conflicts happen like things like that wow um <laughs> first of all my team and i do not get along all the time and what i mean we don't get along all the time is we don't agree on everything but there's a basis understanding that we communicate everything even if you didn't like how so and so did this you communicate it you're not going to like it, but you communicate it. Um, and one downfall thing that I did when I was going through like my whole ordeal, I took a break from just leading the team. And I thought talking to one team member, I automatically thought that that lets the team know I'm taking a break. And we were just like, nah, you talk to one person, you should talk to all of us. You know what I mean? And I got what they were saying, completely understood. But I think you set the tone. At the beginning of any working team, business um organization clubs whatever it is there has to be a basis now if you in in that example like if the goal is for us to to get a scholarship from from a certain type of individual there's no way one team member has the right they don't have the right to do that they wouldn't even dare do that because they already know what we have agreed on and i think What's important is always to also work with people who understand your vision and your mission and your goal. That way they don't mess it up. Because half the time, and I'm blessed enough to work with people who are who are friends and who are family, it's half the time some people who work with you are either ready to see you fall, <laughs> yeah, or are ready to sabotage you and take over, right? <laughs> I'm speaking some truth, am I not? Um, and and what I have learned is that even now like working with my CMBL team is great um, which is close friends but they were only doing this for a short period of time I'm the one who's going to take this and venture it with it completely because it's it's my child I'm the only one who knows how I want to do it but you know they were they, they were my best friends we were going to do this together as cuz they support me that's what you do for your friends you support each other and i and i 100% i'm so grateful because they've gone like far beyond what we expected of each other honestly you know um but also it's like you start seeing people moving mad <laughs> forgive me for speaking a little bit british here you start seeing people moving mad when you're when you're elevating people don't say anything they kind of have like an a jealousy ick in them um and when they recognize your work 
there has to be a but. You know, I was I was reading a devotional and it said people who give you contaminated <laughs> compliments are not your friends. And so a contaminated compliment sounds like this, like, oh, it's great that you have these dreams and you want to do all these things, but it's not possible. See, that's someone who doesn't believe in you. Why is that someone in your circle? so and it's hard it's it's hard because oh my god human beings we love comfortability so who wants to shower with cold water when we love hot water <laughs> i am the one yeah? who is doing you know what i mean i'm the one who wants who wants to you know who wants to change how they have their routine in the morning but guess what covid was like nah yeah uh-uh uh-uh covid was like y'all gonna have to change and so i think i think what you have to do as a human being is get out of your comfort zone and and i'll say this as you grow older and as you let me not say as you grow older because there are people who are older than me who have not done any inward growth sadly to say but i will say once you do start working on yourself and you have self-awareness oh my god sure you just you hung out with certain people and you're just like how are we even friends like how who are you you know i i i don't want to mention the university group i'm in back in the uk but dude i'm in this whatsapp group and i'm like oh my god my tribe my like-minded creatures you know i'm like oh my god like we're all trying to do great things on the planet so i think even now even the people who have considered family for so long it's like wow we can't even be in each other's lives bro you know, and where I see myself at, CMBL, doing all these things, living in Europe and um, just just trying to change the world. Sadly to say, I think it's only like 11 of my friends who are truly on this journey with me, aside from my parents. Um, and of course, the family members, the family members, um, the family members who are so close to me, but friends who have become family, them and their parents, oh my God my support system 100 but i think we have we, we need to stop this of like ah manze like let me just have this friend because of comfortability or medjona for so long so they have to stay in your life or they're like your big sister or whatever Mm-mm. you have to know your boundaries and boundaries is such an important thing and i and i will talk about that whenever you bring up mental health coping stuff yeah yep yes yes <laughs> Once again, you said yes, we're right into it. Yeah. Yes. So give, um, first I want to start off with your mental health, your personal mental health tips. And then I want to talk about what you would advise, what CMB, oh, I'm about to mess up. Yeah. So CMBL would, um, like what, okay. So what do you think for your future? Do you see yourself like having a helpline and like how do you think you're going to reach out to the masses without physically being in front of them or virtually Mm. being around them like how do you plan on talking and helping the masses but let's first start off with your personal mental health tips um first of all you were gonna say cmb prezo that's where you were going with this (laughs) 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 and then um Wow, my mental health tips. Wow. You know, I'll go back to when you asked me how my mental health is doing. And I and I really haven't done a proper check as to how I'm doing. 
um, since like my last episode of like ice really isolating and feeling down. But in terms of tips, music is is therapy to me. And I don't say that lightly. Like I used to want to produce music. By the way, I still want to host like a Coachella in Africa. That's still one of my dreams, yeah. you know. But like Africa, Af- Afrochella, Africa, whatever you want to call it, I really want to do like a big music event for Africa. But I digress. Music is a huge tool, and music, music just music expresses your emotions to you. Music validates your emotions. Did you know that? Music. So every single time you listen to a song, it validates how you feel. That's why we listen to music because we're like, man, that song knew exactly. You know, and sometimes you can be on Spotify. Shout out to Spotify for having the best algorithm ever. Because you can be listening to one song and Spotify is like, oh, this is what you want. And it gives you the whole mood for the rest of the hour too. So music music has always played a huge part for me. And I even think when I'm down completely, I listen to the music that validates my emotions. Because I'm like, I'm in the moment and I need to feel validated. Um... I used to meditate a lot, but now I'm not really... Like, I do a daily meditation of breathing exercises. I'm trying to do that now, becoming better to it. It's just relaxing. Um, I also think eating right is a huge help to my mental health. So, for me, in the mornings, I'll have a green smoothie and I'll have oatmeal. And I have a cup of hot water. So, my morning routine is that I wake up. Sometimes I'll make my bed. Sometimes I'll not make it. It depends. Most of the time I do make it and then I go brush my teeth and wash my face and then I, I make a cup of hot water immediately. It can have lemon or green tea, doesn't matter. Then I go into the green smoothie and then I'll have it oatmeal and I'm like set for the rest of the day. I won't have like, I won't even eat lunch because it fills you up so much because in between I'm taking so much water. Um, so while I drink water all the way until like maybe 4.30, I'll have dinner. I have dinner at around 4.35. Um, and then in between that, I have like fruit. I stop eating at exactly 6.30 ish before seven. Um, another thing that I just realized it's, it's great for me is that I'm not eating meat anymore. I don't eat red meat. I don't eat poultry. I only eat fish. Um, and the reason I made that decision is it's just like a healthy lifestyle kind of living. Um, cause you don't eat fish. You're not supposed to eat fish like every single week or every day. So try to eat it like every week or every, um, two weeks. So eating healthy for me really helps me mentally because I feel like I concentrate more and I just feel better physically as well. Um, I also spend a lot of time reading self-growth books. I love that. Um, it's a way to just keep my mind stimulated. Uh, yeah, stimulated, sorry. Um, I also have like very uncomfortable conversations. <laughs> I love uncomfortable conversations with my friends. Um, the reason why I say uncomfortable conversations because you, you have to grow outside your own perspective. You have to grow outside your own thinking. And sometimes, yeah, we're stuck in our ways of thinking. And then we just get stuck in our own bubble for the rest of our lives. So it's important to have difficult conversations. Even the books that you read, the podcasts that we listen to, they challenge your thinking. They're like, oh, mm, you know, you have those mm moments here and then but um that as well i am now doing eight hours of sleep (laughs) i've been doing it other than this weekend because i was so excited about other things that i was like monday 
I deserve this. Let me watch a little bit of telly. But I do try to sleep at 10 o'clock now and I wake up at like six, seven, like I said earlier. So getting a good amount of sleep is really important to me because when I was going through depression, I was not sleeping. Like I'd go days without eating, sleepless nights, which now caused me to like not drive because I would get on the road and I'm distracted. Just a lot of crazy stuff. Um, And I also, well, for me, I'll say like I'm really trying therapy again. Um, I've tried therapy before. It worked, didn't work. It's just getting the right therapist is hard, but I think seeking help is okay. And also spending time with myself. Um, spending time with yourself is important because you can understand what you're going through and then now like go back to the outside world and be like, okay, this is what I need help with. And I've had, shout out to one of my boys who's my best friend, Bogwa. He's really walked a huge journey with me and um I'm grateful that I've had such a friend with me. I don't I don't think I'd be honestly even alive without him. So um shout out to you, one of my brothers since childhood. And also just I've really just been spending time with you know, time with a higher power. So devotion, worship music and things like that. Um and also like learning to put my phone away. It's really hard when I'm trying to like, you know, I'm being active on social media right now because of Clear Minds Better Lives. But anyone who knows me knows that once I go off social media, I can go even like five years. You know, I was off Facebook for like 10 years. So, um, you know, but once I'm active and I'm determined, I have to be active, you know. Um, But I also like between a certain time, I'm like after like 4 or 5 p.m., I'm like I'm now turning off my logging out of Instagram, Facebook, and then I'll log in back in the morning just to like you know telly watch telly um try to read a book before i sleep listen to a podcast do devotion shower you know do all that stuff so just kind of like getting a routine going so that's really important to me um i will say that my anxiety still kicks in here and then but um i try to control that by not panicking and that's why i'm like learning how to breathe in and breathe out in such a relaxive manner that way when they come in i'm able to control them um now when it comes to clear minds better lives what i hope to achieve is that what i hope to achieve is is not just a helpline it's being boots on ground doing research work in africa and finding out why mental health resources are lacking working with the government to find out how better can we improve the mental health policies within our governments and not just kenya east africa um scholarships for kids who are struggling with mental health kids who want to study psychology from kenya i think it's important to recognize that kids want to do work and i think i I hope to work with the commonwealth um organization on that because it's really really important that we get mental health going um these what i'm going to study in england is called global mental health and it's all about bridging mental health all over the world so i hope to go global with my voice and i've all i like to look at myself as a voice for the voiceless and i do want to say that i'm not perfect i'm constantly learning new things about myself and others each and every single day but my passion for change does not change that's a constant and that's the beauty of it so yeah they say your uh, burden usually comes mm-hmm. to purpose so mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's the journey. That's the journey. That's why you can never be mad about your past. You can never be. Everything is constructed, detailed, 
and, and, and made perfectly for you to do what you're supposed to do. What happens is your mental mm-hmm. health usually stops you from seeing the full picture. But you definitely, definitely, um, I love everything that you said. <laughs> I mean, you really kind of like, I think this was like mental health, the basics, the one-on-one. Yeah. I think this was a really good um, conversation because it's necessary to first understand exactly what mental health is, understand why it's so important, and then understand how you can work on it on a daily, how you can implement music, meditation, healthy eating, workouts, how you can kind of implement all of these things that we don't really find to be connected with mental health, mm-hmm. but are connected. And if you kind of work on these things, like it's just, like I said, you cannot lose. Once you're in touch with yourself, and the key word is self-awareness, once you are self-aware fully, the full circle, there's no way anybody can blow your self-esteem that anything can happen to you that can like change your vision change your mind like once you're firmly asserted in who you are it's it's done it's a done deal and uh, i love that yeah i agree so thank you so much for having me on though like you know hit me up last week but like let's do it it's mental health awareness month and i was like i will do it (laughs) so Everyone just check out, you know, clearmindsbetterlives.org or visit our Instagram or Facebook or, you know, we got Spotify. We got music for you. We could never forget you. So we had music. We got podcasts. We got everything. So just follow us and Shiro once again. Thank you. You are amazing. Keep repping Kenya. Keep repping the 254. All day, every day. <laughs> and, you know, Kenya Club fam, you already know that I'm going to drop down all the information in the description so if you are looking how to find Shiro and how you're going to be a part of Clear Minds Better Lives because we all need to be a part of this you can um, definitely uh, follow the links that are in the description to find, follow, listen to this Clear Minds playlist and just everything you need in order to succeed Clear Minds got you um, mental health is, is bigger than a month I said this last year when I did a mental health conversation. It's bigger than a month. But of course, we do have to go hard this month so that it sticks and people hear it. But the conversation never ends. Definitely. Um, and that's and that's what Shiro is doing over there with Clear Minds Better Lives. So once again, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for your time, your your breakdown, your calming voice. You <laughs> <laughs> like really come through i think a lot of people are going to hear this replay it thank you again you guys stay safe stay mentally healthy like please don't don't take it as a joke it's, it's a legit thing it's a serious thing please take take note and pay attention to your mental health it's a necessary thing and um yes thank you so much and this has been your hoshiro with the kingdom club if, you're, if your path is more difficult, it's because your calling is higher. And so I say I be hero and legend. Nobody built like me, I design myself. But every time I climb, my community get co-signed. Definity defined. Cheers to the most high. I just pray I leave something good behind.